there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Intuit, the technology platform that brings financial confidence with products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. You might have learned the recorder in school, but probably not how to navigate the financial world. Luckily, Intuit's on a mission to help with the free Intuit for Education program. It provides students with the lessons to learn essential skills, like how to build credit, file taxes, and budget. Check out their free resources at intuit.com education. Welcome, welcome, welcome to F1 with DRS. Today is a bonus episode, a Friday bonus episode on the eve of Baku to celebrate my favorite driver of all time, Daniel Ricciardo. You might've heard snippets on yesterday's episode of the show, but here we have the full length interview for you to enjoy. So please stick around for the one and only, the honey badger, the heartthrob of the world, Daniel Ricciardo. But if this is a bad distraction, I can turn it off because it's probably going <laughs> well, to be me, a distraction. Let me ask you, how good do you think you're going to be in an interview where you're also watching TV? <laughs> or let alone Supercross. <laughs> oh my God, two in your shirtless. What could be more perfect? Hello, ladies. <laughs> well, by the way, I'm only doing this interview with you because there's a, a little bit of a commitment to you as a friend. I don't ever ask you about F1 in our real life. All right, I'm trying to minimally. Uh, yeah. How am I dealing? No, no, you're good. But because I I, I have a, a little bit of a code, uh, oh my God, by the way, the thing I put you through, I remember one race I hit you up. I don't even know if you did good or bad. I just remember sending you a message on a race weekend. And then after sending it, I had this whole spiral about how annoying it must be like to be at a race weekend, focus so hard on this thing, whatever other shit you're battling. And then you got your fucking old man buddy in LA popping in with some two cents. And I was, and then I sent you the longest apology. And then your response was just, it relieved everything because you were laughing so hard at the whole tailspin I had done over it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it cracked me up, but like, it's that sort of stuff's refreshing. And I think we've, we touched on it. Yeah, yeah, an armchair. I think, yeah, it was on there. I was not sure if it was over that or in, in person, but yeah, we did. And uh, when you're having a, whether, I mean, a good weekend, of course, it's nice to get messages, but also like a more of a difficult weekend competitive wise. Like it's nice just to have someone who's still, yeah, like just showing their love or checking in <laughs> yeah, or yeah. cracking a joke. Like it's, I it can't, totally well, fine. That's what I couldn't settle on whether i mean i just went personally like when i do when i'm not doing good at something my dream is that nobody witnessed it so i was like i'm gonna pretend i haven't seen the races that you didn't perform top notch in just caught the ones that you were great in uh, but anyways i say all that to say like this is now i get to ask you a bunch of questions that i wouldn't in, in real life so this whole thing is just a ploy for me to get <laughs> you to talk about formula one which i try to avoid you're uh, very respectful. When we're riding dirt bikes, it's just dirt bikes. Oh, we have some fun on those dirt bikes, don't we? Mm. We got to give a shout out to Clay because he's yeah. got the just the dream playground for us and so generous and has bikes waiting. and It's everything I'm trying to build out in Australia. 
on my farm and just have like, you know, as you, you get to clays and the bikes are lined up and it's just, yep, jump on whatever one and let's just go. And I just, yeah. I love that. I'm trying to still like hold in laughter because I'm thinking about when Blake went up one of the hills. <laughs> Blake had fallen probably 14 times already. <laughs> he, he made it not even halfway up. And you, when you said something which cracked me up, like you got off one exit too soon or something. <laughs> Oh, and right, just the right. way you said it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we're supposed to be supporting him, and we're just ripping the absolute piss out of him. So, in general, from the outside, I'm seeing like you did that really cool video when you guys were down in Melbourne for the team for Red Bull. I was caught between watching and thinking, "Oh, it's so cool, he's driving across a bit," and then another part of me was like, "I bet it's bumpy as a motherfucker." Driving through dirt in it and all that stuff. What, what was the driving experience like? I'm going to break something to you. <laughs> um, so it wasn't you. Not, not all of it. No. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It was, it was a professional. Don't mm. get me wrong. I mean, that was a, a proper extended trip and I just couldn't with schedule and even like simulator and stuff like that. So yeah, for parts of it, it was like other Red Bull drivers and, yeah, yeah. and athletes who were, who were taking part. But um, I have to kind of say that because like people are like, oh, you're in Australia or you're here and you didn't even hit us up. I'm like, oh, I wasn't always there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but well, it was I, cool. Like, I imagine that shoot was weeks and weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not like you could have possibly have done all of it. Yeah. Okay, so that but was- But I will say like- tell me. as As you mentioned just briefly, like the way they, I mean, obviously it was, it did happen. Um, and the way it was kind of all then put together, it was pretty cool. So going back to Red Bull now, and being mm -hmm. back in that family, I'm reminded of how much cool shit they do. Uh, the coolest. Yeah. All of the coolest shit, right? Yeah. yeah. And even you have an idea and you just share that idea within the family and something normally comes through with that, like from that idea. Mm. Now, what is your own personal tolerance for being a passenger in this shit? Like if they tried to send you up in the crazy airplane or the fucking loop-de-loop -loop helicopter, and what do you say when you're offered that? The older I get, the less I say yes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm, I'm torn because I'm, in a way, the older I get, the more I'm, I, I want to say yes to things and experience things, especially if you have the, the privilege of being in a situation where you can experience something awesome, then I'm definitely trying to, even if I'm scared shitless, I'm trying to encourage myself to say yes. But yeah, so maybe in, in something that I don't understand as well, mm -hmm. say like a plane or whatever, Maybe I'll just be like, close my eyes and be like, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. But like a car, me being a passenger in a car, it's tough. I just know too much in yeah. terms of like, and not, not, yeah, like I just, I know too much okay, again, <laughs> to be scared. To air our personal stuff, I once drove you kind of far to Clay's house. Yes. <laughs> and I was, I, I had a whole talk with myself on the way over. I'm like, you're going to drive very slow. Because he's going to be really afraid you're going to try to show him what a good driver you are right now. And I was very, very well behaved. On the way there, you were. Oh, <laughs> was I not on the way home? Maybe I was just so tired I forgot to, I lost my willpower. There was nothing at speed. There okay. was like a little some bit of smoke for the fans. Well, yeah. we did, we were next to another Hellcat on the highway and that's just code. Yeah. Yeah. They would have alerted the Dodge community if I hadn't done that, and they would have come taking the car from me. So. Well, I there was something I want to say, whether it was on the way there or on the way back, but I remember even if, even if you weren't going fast, there was maybe a way you took a corner or it was how you were kind of holding the wheel, but I remember seeing something mm. and it 
gave me a lot more trust. Oh, I was like, if he does try to impress me, I think I'm okay with it. I thought you were going the complete opposite way. I thought I was about to hear like, yeah, there's one time that I was like, why is he holding the fucking wheel like that? He's going to break his wrist. No, I, I, I honestly do recall like feeling... Well, I more comfort. I hate being a passenger. I mm. I just hate it. And in fact, I've been offered to go in that Red Bull helicopter and stuff. And I'm like, I just don't, I can't. I'm too I'm too much of a control freak. Oh, but all right, this crosses my mind too. And I'm not you. It's got to be three X for you. Here would be my fear if I was you. I'm gonna get in the helicopter with this dude, and he's gonna be like, all right, well, I got to give him an extra crazy ride because he's nuts. Does that cross your mind? Yeah. Yeah, like the guy's yeah. gonna whatever his his fucking range is, he's gonna go like four percent out of it because you're there. That's where, yeah, I I'm very I try to be very honest and just just tell him like you don't like it's cool you don't I'm need to do scared. too much yeah like I'm, I'm a very scared person yeah believe it or I not. may do this sort of stuff but trust me I'm I'm a bit of a wuss okay well that brings me to another thing that you're gonna do for Red Bull God I hope this one's true but are you gonna do the Nurburgring? In September, mm. in a Formula One car, yeah, you are. Yeah, so I don't know like the extent of what it will be. I know we are going to drive around. I don't know. I've if heard it's... you're going for a record. That's what's oh, being announced. Nah. Okay, so I need to know. <laughs> nah. See the that, that scares of that. me. Right. Okay. Yeah. So have you driven that track before in a rental car? Same. What? Yeah. You just went on your own for fun. Yeah. So, oh, actually, so I I did it when I was really young, like when I. I just moved to Europe, so yeah, I was probably 18 uh-huh. and did it in a rental car. What kind of rental car? Uh, it was, was a, it, it was like a, no, 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 like like a Fiat Punto <laughs> or something. Yeah, okay. it wasn't quick and I still managed to put it in the grass. Oh, you did? Yeah. Do you remember where? So it was an up uphill blind <laughs> left mm-hmm. that kind of tightened. So it was kind of a little bit like a chicane, like a left, right. Uh-huh. Decreasing radius. Yeah, like mm. intense. And I just thought it was like a 90 degree and it was it was nearly a hairpin. And yeah. I, yeah, kind of cut through the chicane bit. And that's why they, the rental car companies are so explicit about not wanting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it scared the crap out of me. Uh-huh. And I think it, what's scary as well is, look, it, it wouldn't be scary if I knew the track. The track. Which just, is almost unknown, right? Do we agree? It's, what is it? Like it's seven and a half miles, right? Or no, no, it's 12 it's miles. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the lap time is a seven minute is like a good lap time, yeah. kind of, depending on what kind of car you're in. But yes, so Kristen and I did it. I think I've, I must have already bragged to you about it. But I don't think I heard this. Same thing. We were at a layover in Frankfurt, and I'm like, we have time to get to the ring and back. And I rented a 911 from Avis, and I made them put it in the nav. And the guy was going, oh, no, you must not take this car. And no, no, we're going to spectate. We're going to spectate. And I had Kristen charm the guy, and he did. He put it in the nav. We went there. I bought three laps, and on the started raining on the second lap. And there was a GT3 in front of me and a GT2 behind me. And I was in a bone stock 911. And I looked in the river mirror, and the GT2 looped out. I was like, oh, wow, that guy just threw away $300,000. And as I'm kind of checking that out, the dude in front of me in the GT3 uh, went off. And I said, oh, I got to slow down and get off this track before I own a car in Germany. Uh, but we, we made it up with no issue. But I'll just say, for people who don't know a lot about the track, it's as close as you can get to going down a country road as fast as you humanly can without any knowledge of what's in front of you. I mean, it's a very thrilling experience. Yeah, it's that's probably a, the best description. <laughs> it's narrow. It's There's no real runoff. It's like, yeah, and 
the, the oh, roads don't know. changing, the surface, it's yeah. cement, then it's asphalt, then it's a different kind of cement, and then it's cobblestone, then it's a gravel road. <laughs> it's pretty wild. And as you said, like, there will be, because it's open to the public, you know, there'll be, you come, might come around a corner and a car is in the fence or in the middle of the track. And yeah. Yeah, it's a scary track. When I yeah. saw that you were doing that, I had all these really verbally feelings of like excitement <laughs> I mean, and fear for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Like, don't get me wrong. I, just for the record. Yeah, I drive for a living. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, look, I'll, I'll find out like what is happening mm-hmm. precisely and, and I'll make sure if, if, Look, I we wouldn't be going for a lap record or anything because it's also the car we'll drive is is probably a show car, so it's it's not set up strictly for the racetrack. Yeah, and also I know the lap record there is. I remember watching an onboard; it's ridiculous, and that was like purpose built for that moment in time. And so, look, I'll we'll see. I'm we'll just going to wave we'll to the fans. Yeah, uh, <laughs> under under promise, over deliver. Yeah, exactly. But I was even thinking in terms of setting up the car because, again, like I said, the surface is so different everywhere. There's one turn on there, the bowl, right? And it's just a mm. big cement fucking bowl. And I was thinking, I, I can't imagine the the width of capability on F1 car is super wide. I just imagine it gets so tuned in to whatever track you're at that how the fuck would they tune the car to that track? This feels like another hurdle that maybe even like a GT car or some other road car wouldn't have as big of a issue with. Yeah, and I think on on that, like uh, I think they call it the carousel, mm-hmm. the, the bowl you mentioned. And that's because it transitions so steep, you would have to, like the F1 car wouldn't be able to go in there. Oh, right. I think. Not, not the way they are now with such low ride heights. I think it would have to run. Like you do a the, rail slide like a skateboard. The, the, yes. Yes. It and that's what it looks line. like is a pool. <laughs> that that turn looks like you're a skateboarder in a, a oh, pool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's abnormally steep and weird. You drop in. <laughs> yeah, you drop in from the top, especially in that car. And then some of those straightaways, Daniel. What about some of those straightaways? <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're trying to like bait me into something here. Uh, Can I join you? I would like to be there that weekend. Yeah, let's see what the guest list was like. Yeah, I'd like to go well, there. Maybe I'll find more out maybe. about it. Yeah, because you'll probably do three or four days there driving the track and something else, won't you? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. It shit could, it could be a one day. Th- yeah, let's. I hope they give you more than one day. I kind of hope not because I'm just gonna want to go quicker and quicker. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. By uh, then, I might be a little more sharp. So if you were there when you were 18, we're talking 15 years ago. Yeah. Is that the last time you drove the track? Mm. So, wait. No, I lie. Okay. We did. So, yes. Speaking of rain. Uh So we went there with, uh, we went there with Renault. So back in, it must have been maybe COVID year Uh when I was with Renault and we did a lap, but it it was raining and it started, or it started or it was raining and mate. Mm. Mm, terrifying. Like that track is already ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Throw rain into it. And and again, when you don't know what is the next corner, I remember like getting a few slides Ooh. and I was not nah, mm. just, just going to bring this one up. You were in the F1 car? No. So it was oh. in, um, I think it was in like one of the Megan, like a Megan RS or something. Oh, so okay. one of the road cars. And, uh, but I was just like, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, it's like I know a race car. Yeah. So I kind of know where it feels and like where the grip is. And but in a road car, like I'm not used to pushing a road car. So I also don't know if this thing slides, 
how far is it going to go until I can catch it and how far is it till it's too far gone? So yes, I just don't know the limits of a road car. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I constantly try to think of the comparison, I guess, is it accurate to say that the F1 car is much more like a go-kart than it is a street car? Yeah. yeah. As far as like when yeah, you're driving the, it, it has yeah. that feel. Yeah, definitely. I think the, like the nimbleness and the way it responds and reacts. Yeah. It's, it's much more, much more like that. You've not done any like road car racing, have you? Like on your off time, have you ever joined one of these weird <laughs> like 24 hour races or no. thought about Lamar or anything like that? Nah, I've, you have I your lane. Drove, You're a Formula One driver, and that's that. Yeah, like I, I had a, oh, I, I, um, I got to drive like a V8 supercar, uh, which was like fun. But yeah. that was, I feel like that was probably the first. We call them tin tops. Oh, okay. You know, so with a roof on them. Uh, that was the first proper one I drove of that. I think tin tops. A tin top. It sounds like it's from the 30s. Yeah, it's probably very old school. <laughs> I kind of want to ask you some stuff. I mean, with this now, you're. I'm just kind of stoked. Because when we first spoke during COVID year, mm -hmm. 2020. The first interview. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like all very, F1 was all very new to you. I, I felt well, like it was just, you just dive straight in, but it was so green. Mm -hmm. But your enthusiasm was high. And now a few years down the track, it's like an obsession for you, which. It's really bad. I'm, I'm quite proud about. <laughs> Is, I can't tell <laughs> if it like, I really try to think about this. And I'm like, I guess if I had a friend. And then the friend got increasingly into podcast. I don't, I don't know where to file it. I don't know if it would creep me out or if I would like it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't want to be friends with someone you think is a super fan of you, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I, no, I'm, I'm a, a super, super fan of you. Is I'm, that what you're saying? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the more obsessed I get with it, isn't it a little triggering? No, it's fine. Okay. Because, uh, no, no, I feel not like you're holding back the truth. No, 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 not at it. all. Okay. I, I'm more like, I'm more stoked. You know, you, you've been into bikes forever and mm -hmm. we both love bikes and I love bikes as well because it's very like raw and pure, et cetera. Affordable. Affordable. That's why I was into them forever. <laughs> yeah. You can have a track bike for 16, 17 grand that you'll never ride to its capacity. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it is when you put it like that. Yeah. In motorsport terms. Or a terms, dirt bike too. Is... Like you and I cannot get on a 450, YZF 450 and ride it even within 40% of its potential. Not even close. Right? And I'm okay to admit that. That's why, that's why it's so inviting. So what, what hooked you? I, well, that's probably the most basic, but... Drive to survive. Yeah. Because I was not in, even though like I raced, I raced in the Super Trofeo series. I love cars. I've wanted to be a race car driver my whole life. I don't, I never watched it. Why the fuck would I want to watch somebody do what I want to do? Right. <laughs> It'd be like watching someone have sex with the girl you're in love with in high school. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that. Pain. Pain. <laughs> yes. Misery. Yeah. But it's truly just the characters. I mean, you're going to hate this. It's you. It's hard for that maybe for you to believe. I'm watching Drive to Survive, and I think the first person I'm like, I love this guy. Who's this cocky fucking guy? He's so cute and cocky. I totally amend his personality. I want to see him win because I like him so much. And then you're just learning all the characters, and it becomes this awesome soap opera. It's the best soap opera in the world. Is it a surreal experience to have been in this sport for... 15 years and see how it's taken off and particularly the soap interest in it. Is that a surreal experience? It is because I'm getting people come up to me and reference 
me as nearly like an actor, like being in yes, the show. Yes. They're not you're referencing me as like, you're a Formula One driver. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, you're that guy on Drive to Survive. That's right, with the great, with the trillion so, dollar smile. <laughs> so that's where I'm like, at first I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Like they watch a show, but then I'm like, oh wait, no, that's, this person knows me for being on TV, not for racing cars or kind of like. Absolutely. So it's, uh, that that's that's funny. Because um, at times I'm kind of questioning, like, do they, do they know I race or do they just think I'm like on a Netflix show? Like <laughs> right, it's, right, right. it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and it's, is it, it's pretty wild. Would I be writing guessing too that the, say five years ago, the percentage of people that would come up to you and let's remove you from a race weekend because I've actually been with you in a city on a race weekend in Austin. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oof, this is overwhelming for you. It's a, it's a lot. Everyone in town is a Formula One fan, and it's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. But when you're not there, I've also been in England with you, not at a race event. So I think I have a gauge of how many people recognize you. I guess my question is, eight years ago, people coming up to you in a non-race city, what percentage were guys and what percentage were women? Yeah, it was, I mean, if I'm throwing a number out there, 85, 90% guys. Sausage party. Yeah. And now what and now, it? it's more women. It's, yes, it's I love definitely that. Definitely more than fifty percent, especially here in the states. Like it's it's blown up. Like it yeah. really, really has. Like it's it's not on its way. It's already happened. It's really wild, and I'm a part of that wave. I'm a part of that. I'm a girl, just like the rest of them. <laughs> it's fallen in love with these handsome boys who drive these cars all over the world. <laughs> How can you resist? It's. I think like seeing it blow up. And kind of where the sport is now, it makes me realize how <laughs> how bizarre the sport is. I guess, do you feel like F1 deserves that spot? And I only ask it because we're both fans of MotoGP. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever get this, this little bit of a like, God, those fuckers deserved this same thing? I definitely feel, I mean, speaking just on F1, I feel it deserves this spot or a seat at the table 100%. Um, because it is like it is just the wildest, craziest sport ever. With I feel like few sports in the world where there's so few are competing. You know, twenty drivers. Like it's right. But yeah, you know, basketball. How big's an NBA roster, or how big's a whatever? So it's. But yes, there is other sports which I follow and love that don't have a platform like this. Yeah, love for them to get the same platform. Did you ever watch the documentary that they made about Valentino driving? Lewis's car and Lewis driving his bike. Fuck. I'm, I'm re- I feel so really busted. bad right now. I haven't. <laughs> this I is going to be your last interview before they kick you out of Formula One forever. I just want to hit you with the highlights. Because I like, for the record, Valentino is one of, like, he's definitely in the top two of my heroes. He is. Of growing up. And, and yeah, so. Who's who's I sharing that? Dell Earnhardt. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I'd say Rossi and Earnhardt. Wow. Yeah, that were the ones. Cool picks. I like those. So I feel really bad. Okay, Fuck. so I'll hit you with the highlights or part the, what I like the most. Mm-hmm. First of all, Valentino lapped the car shockingly close to Lewis, where you're like, "What the fuck?" So that was he's a unicorn. Let's <sighs> let's just be straight. He, he is. He is. See, that blows my mind hearing that. It, it's so me too. Because again, I I have no illusion that I could drive that car. Like I have no illusion. I can drive a tin top, as you say, pretty well. 
Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that kind of downforce is. I don't know what a fucking eighth gear right-hander at Silverstone is. I would never be able to turn the steering wheel right at 200 miles an hour. Like, I can't comprehend it. But in some weird way, you're like, yeah, of course he can just kind of fucking do this. But the thing you would like the most, and I think you'll find this so cute, is that when he got in Lewis's car, he said, first thing he said is, Bano, you're going to tell me? The bush, bush, bush? All he wanted, he wanted to hear Bono. For people who don't know, Lewis is race engineer who's been saying push, push, push for years. Valley wanted to hear push, push, push while he's driving so the car. Good. Like, I love him so much. <laughs> and then I gotta I gotta give it up to Lewis. He did well on the bike. Yeah. So I I've uh I've spoke to him a few times about riding. Again, I I love bikes, but I I can't relate to road racing, but it sounds like he has certainly put in some hours and knows what he's doing. Yeah, he looks totally proficient out there. Yeah. Oh, here's a question for you. Audi is going to have a team in 2026. Are they adding an 11th team or did they take over someone else's spot? All right. No, I think I know. I'm okay. so scared to like get things <laughs> I wrong. I think they're Alpha. Alpha or Romeo. Alpha Romeo. I believe so. Oh, okay. I think that's what it, I think that's what it is. So we're not going to 22. So I don't yeah, I think that's uh that's uh, that's what's happening there. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna intersperse my funny questions. For I, you. I will apologize to like the people that really know if I've completely fucked that up. But yeah. Okay, I'm gonna intersperse my funny questions with you now. So just be, I want you really off kilter. But okay, so I know Max and Checo were already committed to the two Red Bull cars, but do you think they should have let you drive the third or the fourth one that now Alonso and Lance Stroll are driving? Oh, so fucked. I'm so slow. I was like, wait, I was literally about to correct you. <laughs> like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> That's good I mean, chat. I can understand that, that you didn't get one of the, the oh. first or the second ones, but I feel like they should have put you maybe in the third or the fourth car. <laughs> That's good chat. Oh, wow. Who gives, who gives the best hugs in Formula One? Ooh. I, I guess you're talking like out of the drivers, right? Like I'm gonna, gives... all these questions will apply to either drivers or team principals. I want to open it up to them too, because there's okay. such a cast of the characters as well. All right, I'm gonna. I mean, I, I've I received the most over my time from Christian. Okay, and he's a and good hugger. I, I feel Christian's a good hugger. Yeah, like oh. after a good race, it's yeah. I remember actually uh, 2018 Mexico. It was it was my last poll, and. Um, when I was with the team and I only had a few more races left with the team. And then I was, I was going to Renault and, uh, yeah, he came out and I was like, this is going to be a good hug. And it was yeah. a good hug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So we'll give, we'll give Christian that one. You know, I just, I guess I want to applaud you. Not now that I've gotten deeper into it, I'm, I find myself watching more and more older clips of you driving. Like the other day I found that thing of you towing a fucking caravan behind. Oh, dude, that was so funny. What were you driving? A Ferrari or something? Uh, it was uh, Aston. Oh, Aston. Okay. And then Max is in an Aston as well, right? You guys yeah. are both towing these trailers on a racetrack, which is my dream. You jackknife the trailer at speed in a turn. And you're laughing so hard that that laugh that you know. I just know that laugh really well, which is like, <laughs> oh, shit, here we go. I'm in it. Stay tuned for more F1 with DRS. Kaylee 
Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But anyways, in all these clips I've now stumbled upon of you kind of earlier in your career, kind of enjoying going back and watching the kind of team dynamics with you and Max and stuff. You're insanely polite on the radio. And I think in some of the most trying times to be polite. And I guess I'm curious. And, and then I think it served you. The fact that you've gone back to Red Bull and Christian adores you clearly, I think is the, the result of that. But I am curious, do you have a game plan? I, I just think if I waited till someone fucked me over and then I came on the radio, you'd hear the worst side of me. Unless I had, before the race started, I literally had talk with myself like, shit's going to go bad. You're going to be upset at times, but you're going to, I want to know how you develop that kind of policy of communicating and where you advise. This is something like your dad was like, listen, kid, you're going to be a fucking nice guy this whole time and it's going to pay off. The first thing I'll put it down to is maturity. So I know for a fact, like my earlier years in F1, I was much more uh, just young, I guess. Yeah. Like if something came up, then I'll immediately press the radio button and just <laughs> fucking blast it on the radio. And Oh, I got to find that stuff. Cool. I mean, I called lots of people C words. Okay. Um, and now less down under. But <laughs> yeah. It's for the record. basically my mate. Yeah. But but I think now there's a bit more, it, it's one of those ones, I think the older you get, it's more like you think before you speak. And of course, like you can't always at those speeds with that adrenaline and all that emotion, sometimes you still put something out there. But I felt there was a couple times where, you know what, it was more, it wasn't necessarily like to competitors and opponents, like, cause that's in the heat of battle, like sure, you're just having fun as well and you might call someone something, but it was more, um, couple times like the car fucked up mm -hmm. and i would kind of blast over yeah. like a, my frustration with like the team or like reliability and stuff and 
I just, there was, I remember once, this was like going back to 2013. And I remember like getting back into the garage and obviously I was pissed, but of course everyone else was. And I just remember feeling like, yeah, that was really selfish of me. Just like putting everyone on blast when, you know, like they all feel the same hurt. And uh, so, yeah, I would put put most of it down to just kind of maturity. And, and that was an experience I remember where I was like, that wasn't productive. And if I could have taken that that one back, I would have. Mm. So yeah, that's that's kind of it. But I, I I definitely do try to consciously be relatively calm on the radio mm-hmm. because I I know how chaotic a race is, and I I know you know pit wall strategy. All these guys have so much stuff going back and forth. So if I'm adding to the chaos, yeah, I don't feel that's productive. So I try again just through probably experience. I I felt that's that's if I can have the time and awareness to figure out how I want to deliver something, then that's kind of how it choose to deliver it well i will compare it to actors like every actor you'll ever meet they get their ass kicked like people everyone has movies that don't open everyone has shows that don't work you just if you do it long enough you have lots of failures along the way and i just remember thinking like or i guess i just observed people that were dicks along the way when they had their failure second chances didn't come their way very quickly Mm. And I'm like, you know, ultimately people got to spend their day with these people. It's a big part of everything in life. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give this motherfucker a second chance. He was an asshole the whole time. And and I think this, well, that's a good point because, yeah, I, I make mistakes. You know, I'll fuck up races and maybe sometimes I'm getting a blast, but not always. Like a lot of the time it's a hand over the shoulder and there's a little bit of, yeah, there's a bit of, uh, I don't know, they didn't tell me how shit I am, so... Yeah, you just, it comes, as you say, it kind of comes in swings and roundabouts. And who would you be least shocked to learn they had been eaten by their pet Bengal tiger? I get this question a lot. Okay. I hate to be um, repetitive. Yeah, so cliche. Because <laughs> um, I so, have it, to me, I have an answer that I really would bet like my life on. So wait, we're going so what, to all what driver drivers. is getting eaten by their pet tiger? You hear it. You like you open your phone in the morning, you're on the commode, you're you're surfing, you see a headline. Okay. So and so gets eaten by pet Bengal tiger. First you're like, fuck, they had a Bengal tiger. <laughs> it's awesome. <clears throat> but it's the one you're least shocked to hear. Probably that. Yuki. Wow. Okay, great. Uh, that's I that's mean a good one. <laughs> I'm only putting it down to physics and the human anatomy of <laughs> Okay. Jesus. Tasty He's little petite. morsel. Yeah, yeah. Mine is um Botas. Oh, interesting. I'm like, yeah, I guess that guy would have a pet tiger. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm basing uh, yeah, it you're coming at it from that angle. Okay. The haircut is what I'm basing <laughs> most of it on. Is like when I imagine <laughs> the guy who owns a Bengal tiger, it kind of looks like Botas. He's turned into like one of my favorite humans on the grid. <laughs> yes. It's uh he's coming into his own. Have That's you ever, good. Have you ever had a night out with him? I, I wouldn't say I've had like a I've drank some wine with him. Like okay. so we we've we've definitely had like a few glasses together and and but but no, like a proper rage nightclub. Yeah. I haven't uh, I don't think I've shared the dance floor with him. Okay. And you've not gotten in a sauna with him. No. Do you, you watch the show? You watch Star Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Like when they cut to him and his, I guess it was his manager, and they're bare naked in a sauna talking business. I was like, <laughs> this is the most finished thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah. That's a that's like a wrongful termination case in a court of law here in the US. Like if I told my agent, what come over, let's get naked and talk business, I'd be in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's unique. 
<laughs> oh, shit. Okay, on that same um, line of questioning, which driver do you think is most likely to have a fine collection of porcelain china? Mm. Sorry to call you out. This is another common question. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's going to be a few of these real run-of-the-mill ones. Uh, you know what? He's not on the grid this year, mm. but I would have said Vettel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great. I feel like that's something he could be mm. into. He he appreciates fine art. Would you would you say it's fair to say that Vettel was the you of his era? He's a mm. real kind of funny, fucking around, happy-go-lucky dude, yeah? Yes. Yes. But I don't think he always showed it. I think in his, let's say, earlier, I mean, probably his like peak in yeah. terms of... He was, I think, to the out, like, if you didn't know him, you're like, oh, like, he's he's just an operator. And right. he's just, like, I don't think he always showed his kind of lighter side of personality. And uh, I think the older he got, the more he probably just, like, let his guard down a bit. And people kind of saw the the human side of Seb. Yeah. And that was that was the side, obviously, people related to and, and adored. And, and even, like, myself and him, like, yeah, we became a lot closer over the, the years that followed and and... Yeah, definitely a, a close friend. But uh, I think, yeah, when he was kind of winning in that, he was just like just ruthless and he didn't allow kind of probably that like German mindset yeah, yeah, just yeah. didn't allow for other stuff much to creep in. So there was no time for that yeah. grab ass. Oh, I just saw a clip of him though recently and it was a while ago. I didn't recognize the driver. It's, it would, I'm filling in the blanks here, but it appeared to be like maybe it was a rookie with them, but they were all on a dais and they all had microphones and the rookie or the new guy had the mic way too close. Have you seen this clip? No. And like he and I think it was Lewis, weirdly, they're kind of laughing at how close and then Seb reaches over and pushes it closer. So the, <laughs> And the kid doesn't realize what, he doesn't realize he was already too close. And yeah. then when he pushes it closer and then he continues to go on and talk, oh my God, was it good? <laughs> The, look, the sense of humor, I think, has always been there. He just didn't always uh, probably let it flourish. But yeah, yeah. good dude. Who's yeah. yours for the porcelain? What's your answer? I think uh, uh, Ocon. Ah, yep. And I don't know anything about him. I just, I look at his face and I think maybe some Fabergé eggs, maybe some really high-end hmm. 1300s, you know, Imperial China. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. If you could get rid of one rule, what would it be? And... Part two to the question, do you have a new rule you would propose? I know there was like a, like Gasly last year, I think became really close to getting like a race ban for reprimands. And they were like silly, like in a practice session, he went off the track and whatever. I don't know, but it was like just yeah, stuff Yeah, he had racked where, up a bunch of penalty points, right? Yeah. And if you get 10 maybe, you're... Yeah, I think is it 10 or 12? I don't know. But like he was about to get a race ban. Like he'd never done any... None of his offenses were serious like he'd never like put someone in the wall or like he wasn't reckless it right was just like these silly little things so we were just like bro that shouldn't add up to a race ban like give him a fine or something but the, don't so yeah that was that one was like we, we we talked about that a lot with like it wasn't justified i think what else is really weird about that is it doesn't reset every season right it goes till may or something yeah like mid-season you get your points then take it's weird. How would you feel about getting rid of the speed limit in pit lane? <laughs> oh, so mate, all right. <laughs> they used to not have one, right? Dude, I saw a video yesterday. It's funny you say that. Maybe we saw the same clip on on Insta or something. But uh, mate, so even when I so when I got to F1, so now the speed limit's 80 kilometers an hour. Okay. Which is 50. Call it 50. And when I got to F1, it was 100. So call it 60. Mate, already 100 kilometers an hour. I remember I was like, oh, this is quick in pits. Like, because you... <laughs> 
obviously you got to pull in the box and there's a dozen guys there. Like, and also like, and pulling out visibility is not great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so I remember when they brought it down to eighty. I was like, I'm kind of happy about this. Right, right. I could not imagine not having a speed limit, which they didn't used to have. Correct. No. So no. dudes were going like hundred. <laughs> Dude, there's videos. <laughs> After I'm gonna, we're gonna watch some clips. Yeah. And you're gonna freak out. I can't imagine anything more fucking dangerous and chaotic. <laughs> and the other thing, again, because I'm new to the sport, I didn't have any idea that they refueled. Mm. Probably up until kind of recently, right? Yep. Got pretty real. Mm. Yeah. Um, I one guy's this. on fire, another guy's going 190 in the pits. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> it's like Mad Max in there. <laughs> that's, I mean, I think that's where they got Drive to Survive from the title back back in those days. It was pretty real. So, yeah, even I, I think it was, it might have been 2008. I think the year Massa was fighting for the title with Lewis. And I think it was Singapore where he, Kind of drove away with the fuel fuel hose. I think was still attached, and it was it was a mess. Mm. So don't quote me on that, but I think, but like, yeah, there was just kind of there was too many things going on, and it was pretty sketchy. Is there a rule you think there should be? Oh yeah, I was trying to skip that one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no one wants to be the guy that's suggesting rules. <laughs> I don't know. Like, mate, I don't know because it's. Part of me loves that, you know, like top teams are top teams and you, as a driver, you kind of fight to try and get in a top team and whatever, but at, there's also times when you wish the field was a bit closer. So I don't know if it's, you know, I know like a lot of the uh, sports systems, I think at least in American sports, you know, you've got like the, um, is it like the bottom team then gets like first draft pick or something? Right. Like, yes. so there's a little bit of a, yeah, you know, try to offset. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if there's, and I, Maybe F1 has that. I, I don't know. The only, I know it used to be like you win the championship and you get more prize money and all that. So it's nearly like the, the better teams get better and better. That part is, yeah, kind of counterintuitive of what they're trying to do is level the playing field a bit. Yeah. So, but I've, but I'm I would, always scared suggesting shit. Yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting is I would think that naturally too, right? I would go like, oh yeah, well, that's the goal. I would like every, I'd like every race for it to be potentially a surprise or fought really hard, you know. I think mm. we would all want that. But at the same time, when I watch Indy, which is spec chassis, spec this, pick three engines, I don't know that I like that more. Yeah, and, I, and that's you know? a thing. So it's I, weird. It's like it's, they keep trying to push it in that direction. But when I look at, we basically have the alternative version that's already that, which is Indy. Yeah. And I can't say that I like that more. Yeah, you're right. And that's... And then there's four, they're 14 seconds slower at Coda as a result of that. So I kind of want to see the fucking edge of the technology envelope being pushed at all times. Yeah. I hear you on that. Yeah. And I don't disagree because as I said, like the, the thrill also and the challenge as a driver is not only to be on the grid, but to get yourself with the best team on the grid. Or So yeah, if, if every team was the same, then it would lose a bit of that. Okay. Yeah. This You're not going to want to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. So, Zach Brown challenged Total Wolf to a boxing match. No way. Do you know this? <laughs> this is a joke. No, this is real. Oh, for real? This is real. For Vegas. Okay. So they would take, they should bet on it. Uh, he challenged Total Wolf to a boxing match and Christian Horner to a car race. And my question to you is, do you think he mixed those up? <laughs> and I'm sincere. If I had to... I yeah. would do the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, like, Toto's a specimen. Toto's an athlete. 
So no, I mean, I wouldn't want to get in a ring with Toto. So that that could be a that could be a blunder for sure. I think his odds are much better with it all reverse. You fight Christian, you race Toto, even though Toto is handy in a car as Toto's well. Toto's handy as well, yeah. Ah, it's tough. Is Toto the coolest guy in the sport? <laughs> I mean, like I I know him. I don't I don't know him to a level where I'm like, I hang out with him all the time. But like, dude, he's just like, his hobbies are this and he's into that. So not to that level, but I've certainly like spent time with him to know that, yeah, he's, he's a pretty cool cat. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's up there. If he's not the coolest, he's definitely one of the coolest. And yeah. he's, he's like, you know, he's also got, certainly got like a presence about him and he's like, he's, he is part of F1, you know, in terms oh, he's, of like, he's, he's that character and you need it. He kind of. Fits fits the mold perfectly. He's an, yeah. he's a bit of an alpha male, so it's it's cool. <laughs> I know when I think of who the coolest person in Formula One is, I I do think he might be cooler than any other driver. I mean, mm. and then I heard this. I would have to name drop to say how I heard it, or does it make you puke? Go for it. <laughs> okay, Brad Pitt's working on this F one movie. Yes. So we're texting about Total Wolf. And I said, this guy, I mean, he's fucking 6'5", and he's loaded. He's a fucking eight-time champion. Like, could there be anyone cooler? And he said, I actually was on a dance floor with him, and what would blow your mind is what an incredible dancer he is. Shut up. Yes, and I go, of course he's a great. On top of everything else, he's apparently a great dancer, and I guess I was curious if you've ever found yourself at one of these mixers and seen him move. I haven't seen him move. I've no, not not to confidently say, but I, I'm definitely here for it. I think I'm. I mean, just it adds to the story of Toto. Yeah, the legend. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Yes, good for him. Absolutely. And then he's he doesn't take himself too serious to hop on that dance floor. I mean, it just makes yeah. me like him all that much more. God, I love him, Daniel. Join me on the dance floor. Come out here. I hear you're very good too. Other ladies like you must be good on the dance floor. Let's go. <laughs> oh, shit. I just That's asked so them to good. play Biggie Smalls. <laughs> They're playing it. Let's go. We're dancing. The best part about this is your face, your expressions. That's Monica's most hated part. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so good. Okay. Really quick. Oh, this is perfect. This is a ding, 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 because we were just talking about dancing. Which driver would perform best? on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, mm. great question. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Um, it kind of overlaps I, with my the sexual prowess question. Okay. I I want to. I definitely want to say it's it's probably one of the French, French drivers. Okay, great. I mean, Charles fits in that being Monegasque. So although I have seen Charles dance a little bit, I don't know. It wasn't super memorable. You're not saying I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't. Total wolf. I think he could clean it up. Okay. Uh, yeah. If it's not... Oh. But you know the, the Spaniards, they have all the kind of um, mm. flamenco and all these fun kinds mm. of... I think I'm hoping that's right. Carlitos. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's one of the Ferrari boys. Because then also they've got the Italian yes. from Ferrari, which would just give him that little spark on the dance floor, that little bit of Mamma Mia. So Well, the, the prancing yeah. horse. Yeah. One of those. All right, let's go. Okay, that's Charles really Carlos. Okay, yeah, I'm probably going confident signs. with that. I I'm feel good with that. Yeah, yeah. I bet signs. I bet his hips are on the move when he dances. Mm. And, uh, how about Alonso? Do you think he he might be able to? No, doesn't strike me. I I feel Alonso. 
I think he's really, 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 really good at driving. Oh my god! I'm not sure <laughs> if, if that correlates. Name. Yeah, yeah, he's dedicated. He, I feel he's put all these all these eggs into the driving basket. He has. He's one of these. <laughs> he's done it very well. <laughs> he has, and I guess there's a legend of. I again, I'm new to the sport, but I understand that. Um, Kimi Raikkonen, he he raced everything, right? Like he'd race a fucking snowmobile if you let him. He would. He's good on a dirt bike. He's really good on a dirt bike. I can't imagine you did, but have you seen this Alonso documentary on Amazon Prime? No. So why maybe I maybe I I don't wait maybe we don't get these in other parts of the world. Maybe this is like strictly U.S. market. I don't know. Could be. Well, look, I, I'm super into all this, and I just learned of the Alonso thing, and it's old. But I, I stumbled, okay. my brother said, if you watch it, and I'm like, how do you even fucking, I'm the one that's in the Formula One. So after I got over that, I was like, what platform is it on? <laughs> it was on Amazon. And I watched it. And Danny, it's tremendous. And he's kind of reckoning he Like he, in 2018, when he retired, he went straight to Le Mans twice, won mm -hmm. with the Indian 500, then did fucking Paris to Dakar. That's yeah. a wild race for yeah. a human to enter. He's a, I mean, he's a motorsport nut nerd whatever you want to say like he does he does it all are you enjoying this i find it so fun to watch him this year being on yeah. podiums it's yeah, like it's i guess because i'm older too well it's it's definitely like i've loved seeing it and it's also even even like look i'm okay yeah it's sure it, it, it makes me think shit i i can still do it at an older age and that if i really want it yeah there's that but i think just also just for the sport like it's so many sports now are you know, the younger generation and the the kind of the average age is getting lower and lower. And I love seeing the OGs still kill it. That was part of the appeal of of Rossi. He was racing at 46 years old and he was fucking fast as lightning. And it was so encouraging. Yeah, encouraging is for sure. Last two questions. Baku's next. Mm. We were supposed to watch it together and maybe we still will. Yes. Do you watch races? Yeah, so yeah. that's... I... I thought this year I'd be like more distant and I'll, eh, if it's on, it's on, I'll watch it. But nah, man. I uh, was like, yeah, I've watched all the practices. Yeah, I'm still like heavily invested. So yeah, good. And I think it's good for me because I know, obviously, like this year, I'm also trying to just get a lot of answers, you know, like how, how badly I want to come back and all that sort of stuff. And even just my interest into watching, it's that's also a sign. Like, I think if I was done, yes. I, I would not give. I mean, I'd, you can swear. I'd still care, but I wouldn't care as much as I do now. Yeah, you might. I think that's a really good barometer of like, yeah, I, don't, I find I don't even really care. I like because by the way, like I haven't acted in a couple of years, and I don't want to, and I'm not interested. I don't know what movies do anymore. I don't know who's hot. Like, it's a pretty good signal to me. Like, oh yeah, you had a nice time and you liked it, and you're fine. But you're not, and I'm very delighted to hear that. Yeah. So Baku's next. Um, wild track that's what i was gonna ask you i was gonna ask you Fucking like nuts. what do you what do you love about that track and what do you hate about that track it's probably really not much at all i hate about it it's it's wild like so street circuits are nuts just not really much margin for error and am i right though that was kind of your thing though because you yeah, always did so well at Monaco, you like a fucking wall right next to your face. It was, yeah. Like, I remember first time I drove a street circuit, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is just the adrenaline. Everything was so much higher. It was just, everything was better. So Baku is that with high speeds because the straights are like, and it's, Baku's nuts. It is. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's it's a good one for sure. It's a wicked track. What's the most nuts track on the schedule? 
Was that in their top three? I mean, Baku's, yeah, Baku's definitely there. I think... What about Melbourne, though? It was insane, no? Melbourne's, and they because they changed the track, I think, last year and, like, opened up some of the corners where it's fast now. Like, yeah. it's... There's so many, like, sixth, seventh gear corners. So Melbourne's pretty wild. Baku's up there, though. Yeah, Baku's definitely up there. And as well, the because it's right near the coast it can get super windy mm. and that's one thing in f1 i mean people can relate even if you're driving on the highway and it's windy you can kind of feel your car get moved around a bit because our cars are so sensitive to aero and that like they're airplanes there's yeah like the wind can change the way the car feels and the grip and so it adds another kind of uh, element to what is already a pretty wild baku that little section where you're you're basically driving through like a medieval arch. Yeah. Are you, I guess I'm curious, sensorially speaking, when you're driving, are you seeing that? Yeah, you don't want to. Right. You don't want to. <laughs> that one's, that one's too obvious. <laughs> that one's too obvious. But but no, because like at, kind of as you get into the apex, you're pretty much looking right at it. Mm. But but in, in general, like you're, because I feel you're probably going to ask, like, what do we see or how much are we aware of, like, surroundings in, in some places we go? Like, I mean, like, Monaco, it's so beautiful and it's wild and that, but it's literally so, it's just tunnel vision, like, on a track like that. You're so locked in that you're not really aware of you don't what else a, is going on. Grab a look at the yachts with the hot men and women on it, the billionaires. You never grab a look. You're aware, <laughs> but no. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I think it was last year, actually, in Singapore. I remember this. I think it was in practice. And I could see like some of the skyscrapers. And I was like, shit, I don't think I've ever seen them before. Oh, like, wow. From, from, the, from the car. And, uh, no, really quick. Yeah. That, was a, that was a race that was late in the year. So did you already know at that point that you were I did. Gonna, okay. Yeah. So do you think there was some part of your subconscious that Maybe. was like, look around, man. This Maybe. is like, we don't know where this is going. This might be last Singapore trip. Like, look around. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's really bittersweet. And, it's, you know, yeah. It's, makes uh, me happy and sad. But I'm, like, right now I'm happy because I'm happy with where I'm at. But I'm also happy with, I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm not sure it's over. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. But I can't, I can't guarantee it because, yeah, I, I don't have a racing contract next year. But it's. Like personally, at least, you know, I feel like there's certainly still uh, like a fire there. So there's the last two things I'm going to say. Number one, I want you to commit in public to taking me in the car at some point. Mm. This is silly that I've not been in the car with you. I know. Like if I was the greatest singer on planet Earth, I'd owe you a fucking song one of these days, right? That's true. Okay. So you're going to, we're going to, you tell me where I fly there. I'm in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number two, and you're going to be uncomfortable with this, but I find it so comical that you're still the most popular driver in Formula One and you're not driving. It cracks me up so much. Like, absence makes the heart go. Oh my down. God. But like the, the race will end and like you go on social media and it's like there are more photos of you either reacting to shit or they putting shit in your mouth or whatever. You are definitely, if it could be measured and maybe it can. Your image is more present than the people who might have won the race that weekend. Like, <laughs> we love you. We love you so much. So we desperately would love to see you drive again. And also, if you're happy or not driving, then I also want that for you. But just know, 
my God, we want to see you drive some more. Thank you. Uh, I, I look, I, I certainly play like scenarios in my head and I like visualize things and yeah, I, I would love like, and, and, and I don't want to just come back to drive. Like the reason I come back is to obviously try and win, you know, like, mm. so it's, it's really obviously if that opportunity came with a team mm -hmm. that could, uh, let's say be, be the right fit there. The 11th team Audi. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to win basically just yeah. cutting, cutting to it. Cause that's, that's like you go through it. And I think this year I'm understanding that it's just, you just want to get back to basics. It's like, I'm trying to get all those feelings back and I'm not forcing anything. It's like, what's, What's like, why did I start this? Like, where's that, that real you're, love for it? Is it fair to say you're, you're opening yourself up to the hunger to return and take and captivate you yeah. and make you singularly focused? Yeah. Daniel, I love you. And thanks for letting me talk to you again. Ditto. Ditto. Thanks, mate.